You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me? Hent is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, woo, we have a return guest. That a kick-ass project, right? This person be rocking it, literally, all right? I mean, he's a guitarist for Digital Lizards of Doom, but he's also, you know, a guitarist, the writer behind the awesome book. I mean, when we had him, there was level one. They've done level two. They're up to level three. Oh, my God. Let's talk about how they're leveling up with the one and only from Lesser Known Comics, Mr. Gabriel Valentin. What is up? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. What's popping since last time we spoke? I have seen you tear it up on the socials. I'm seeing you everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, this little lizard be busy, son. I thought I was busy, dude. It's been wild, man. It's been wild. Yeah, Mark, uh, Mark Bernal at Lester New Comics. He's keep he's keeping me busy, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of awesome stuff coming out right now. And uh, yeah, book three, dude. Can you believe it? I mean, book yeah. three. When you came on, we were just on level one, and then you know, yeah. time has passed. You've done level two. You know, which is that awesome background, and then you know you, you're already talking about that that level three. Oh shit! Oh my god, what is this all about? I mean, I can't wait to, to get into it. So, talk about it, Gabe. What yeah. was up with level two? How did that project go? Talk about the madness behind level two before we get into level three. Yeah. So basically, uh, level in level two, it picks up uh, in my in my brain. It picks up. Uh, like two weeks after the events from level one, um, Commander Echo was defeated and defeated, and he gets brought back to life by Wardy Morda. Mm. And um, and now Klugis, uh, who is Dizzy's best friend and, and partner, uh, like wizard partner the, from the Shokunin Order, uh, they are, uh, the Klugis is now a part of Commander Echo because that was part of the spell that uh, Wardy Morda put on him before he died. So, so it opens up that way. He's Commander Echo's w- waking up and um, he realizes that, you know, he's back and he's starting to understand how he's back because Klugis is him now and he has all of her memories. So now he knows everything about the Shogunin. He knows their weaknesses, their strengths. Ooh. He knows he has all of her memories, all of her, her skill sets. And then he travels back to Kragladon and finds out that Wardy Morda, in the meantime, has been uh, putting up her own banners. And she's she's kind of taking control of mm. the planet that he was trying to, to take over. And uh, he's not very stoked about it. So uh, then... Dizzy and the rest of the crew across across the stars, across the galaxy, uh, Dizzy and the rest of the crew are headed to the planet of Weeping Dust where they can find this uh, more information about this the secret weapon that the Shokunin Ooh. used thousands of years ago. And so on their way, they get sidetracked and they end up on the planet of Mothonia. And they fi- Dizzy finds out that not everything that he was led to believe is is true. His yeah. doctrine, basically, that he was brought up in, like uh, Mr. Emperor guy, who is <laughs> his, 
who is his uh yep. his welcome to, welcome to life dizzy <laughs> yes. is. right uh mr emperor guy um looks like he's been he's been spreading some some mm. bad deals across the galaxy so they land on this planet that dizzy believes is under the protection of craglodon and he comes to find out that it's just been torn apart by war after war and currently there's a tyrannical leader who's who's sitting on a throne of 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 a of like a, a kind of throne i guess yeah. a throne of his own making and he's just taken over the planet and all the all these moth people who live there which by the way is an are a very tiny homage to godzilla um like it, they all look kind of like mothra a little bit oh, gotcha. and uh and so it's um it's been taken over by Chris Coolian, who is inspired by a good friend of mine, Chris Killian, who's a host of comicbook.com. So, okay. um, so he actually is in the book and then, oh, they were cool. and then, yeah, Dizzy, Dizzy's like, what are you talking about? You know, this planet, this planet uh, doesn't belong to you. And he goes, he goes, this is under the protection of, of Craglodon. And everyone points out to him. They're like, yeah, dude, you know, Mr. Emperor guy, he never sent anybody over here. Like he took all the resources, but he never fulfilled his end of the deal. So Dizzy's really disturbed and bothered by that. It and, sounds like the Empire from, from yeah. the recent Mando, right? You know, hey yeah. man, when, when the assassin came, he's like, "Yo, just keep producing spice, and y'all be good, all right." Other yeah, than exactly. that, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, gangster, hundred <laughs> percent. And so, so that's where we're at. And then um, it ends with an epic, an epic, epic. Uh, kaiju battle between Dizzy. He gets his hands on an atomic pineapple, and when he eats the atomic pineapple, he grows into this massive uh, robot lizard, and then he has to fight Chris Coolian, who's a three-headed, who has, who also has a mech suit. He has, like, a three-headed, uh, he's a three-headed gorilla, mech, mech warrior suit, and then they have a battle, and then um, so book three picks up right after that. So now our characters have they kind of went on this, I like to call them side quests, you know, because I'm a gamer. Um, so they went on the side quest. So now they're heading to the planet of Weeping Dust in book three. And Dana, it, wake, it opens up with Dana having these terrible nightmares of her mother, uh, Warty Morta, Warty Morta's mom. And and she's just having all these nightmares about Warty Morta's trying to to control her through her dreams. And she's just, she can't sleep and she's going through all this turmoil. And then they get to the planet of Weeping Dust, where we find um, Starry Flux, this this mermaid who uh, this has this song that hypnotizes people and causes them to drink um, this magical elixir that gives them eternal life. But every time they, if they drink it from the first sip, if they stop drinking, they'll die. So basically, they have you, to... You got to keep chugging it? You have to keep drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, so, bro. so basically, she. I learned about good marketing. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> so, and so she's, uh, she basically uh, traps these these pirates, these sailors, these you know uh, wandering warrior type people uh, to stay on her planet, and that gives her this sense of of purpose and power, and uh, that's where, and that's 
That's uh, all I can really say about book three. Ooh, there's, there's, ooh, a couple twists, there's a couple twists in book three that I think people are going to be really excited about. I so. can't wait. I mean, that already sounds dope from the level one to the level two to the level three. My God, bro, you, you're making me want to throw my wallet at the screen. So <laughs> what's up with the level three? You know, when is the project live? If not, when will it be live? What's popping? So the project will be live. Uh, it's going to be available for pre-order via Kickstarter. Um, when is it launch? When is it launch? It's uh, this month, March 29th. So a, a week from tomorrow. So whenever, I don't know when people, if you're watching this right now, if you're watching this on, on Monday, uh, what's the day today? Uh, my brain. Today is the 21st. <laughs> 21st yeah. So a week from tomorrow, uh, this, it'll be live and... Yeah, it is wild. We have uh, Carrie Langle who did the artwork for it. And it is, there's Space Mermaids, Espionage. Um, I love Space Mermaids. I really love <laughs> it, bro. Uh, it's, she's such a cool character, man. I, I love, I love Starry Flux. She has, she's modeled, uh, inspired by like Medusa. There's a lot of Greek mm. mythology themes in, in my books. And uh, so she has snakes for hair and her, her snakes uh, sing a song. You know, they sing this song so beautiful that it hypnotizes people and makes them want to drink her elixir. So that's oh, how she man. gets people. So she's when a one-woman band, bro. She yeah. can do the main vocals and have a backup on her head. You know? Yeah, she and she talks while the snakes are singing. So okay. and then they have to. The characters have to figure out how to defeat her, and they they have a really cool battle at the end. That's that's pretty awesome. So. Oh, that sounds hella fun, bro. I need to know, but where are you getting into this creative space? You have these names, these designs. I know you're the writer behind this. Like, what space are you getting into, bro, to, to do level two and then level three? I mean, how does this idea formulate in that head of yours, Kel? <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, so somebody asked me this. A friend asked me this. Um, who was it? Just a couple of days ago, they were like, they're like, do you just get high and and or drunk? <laughs> start writing and i was like dude you know here's what's crazy i don't think i've ever written drunk or high and uh, personally i don't really i don't smoke because um i wish i did sometimes but i i don't just because uh, it makes me kind of goofy or more goofy than i already am you know <laughs> i don't need it i have nothing against it but uh it's just uh, you know we did not and myself we don't vibe that well so but uh it's okay many people don't vibe that way i had an incident where you know a a, a former brother-in-law of mine i had him smoke with the first time with me when i lived back in queens and i you know he was paranoid he yeah. I, I gave him bread i said here's bread this will help you i was just giving him stuff to mess around because me and my boys are there and this is the guy the first time he's doing it so eat bread eat bread you don't go away so he sits on the sofa starts eating bread and he falls asleep i'm like yo you okay he wakes up and he keeps chewing he goes bro my heart. I said, go brush your teeth. That'll take it away. And then, you know, he goes, he goes, brush his teeth. He goes, can I help you? Can you call the ambulance? I'm like, bro, just calm down. <laughs> just yeah. calm down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it just doesn't vibe that, that well for me. It's so. not for everyone, brother. For me, yeah. I get into a work zone when I do that. So, God forbid, I smoke and, and you put me in front of a computer, bro. I'll have like a week's worth of content done. Dang, dude. See, I wish that, I wish it had that effect on me. That'd be awesome. But, but, uh, for now, but Noah, you know, I these characters. Not a lot of people know this, but these characters have been in my head for for many, many, many years. Uh, and so for me, it was like there was Dizzy didn't necessarily have a name, but I always had this idea of like a lizard wizard who just had this 
this characteristic, these attributes that he was just a good person. He was, he wanted to do good. He believed in, in good and, and he was always positive. And then I have this character, uh, Dana Deathly, who again, wasn't even named Dana Deathly at the time. I love that name though, too. After you tell me about that, I need to know where you got that name. I love that name. Um, so Dana was one of my, the Dana, the name Dana came from Batman Beyond. Um, she was like, uh, it was, it's Terry McGinnis's girlfriend in, oh, uh, okay. in Batman Beyond. And I was like one of my first crushes. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know it's a cartoon. That's fine. Hey bro. I, I like Chitara a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. She's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like one of my first like crushes in high school and, uh, or, Wow, no junior high. Oh, damn, high school. Oh, damn, was, bro. Yeah, no, that was junior high, I guess. That's right, because this was like early two thousands. Oh yeah, so yeah, it would have been junior high. It wouldn't have been high school. Um, and and so that's where the name came from, Dana Deathly. And uh, and I just I like I like the idea of this character who just had all of this power that was given to her. You know, she was just born into power. She's strong. She has all these abilities. She can do all this awesome stuff, but she, the the source of her power is is hatred, and um, it's just come, it's just fueled by this this evil source. But she doesn't want to be evil. So, it, a lot of the books, especially in book three, um, we it explores a lot of a lot of those emotions that she's going through. With mm. you know, she can do all these amazing things, but she's so scared. You know, and anytime she lets loose. She can she hurts people or just can destroy things very easily because she's so powerful. But uh, she wants to find out how she can retrain her body and retrain her mind to use these powers for good. And uh, Dizzy Doom really inspires her to do that because he's they just they kind of they kind of complete each other really nicely. Like Dizzy Doom has a lot of power as well, but he has a different outlook on life. You know, he never had to really suffer like she suffered and she had a hard life and he's kind of had a charmed life it's about the the privileged and the underprivileged (laughs) yeah and so you know she has a completely different worldview than dizzy does you know he just thinks everything's like sunshine and roses and he's quickly learning that it's not and she thinks everyone's out to get her and he's they're showing each other that there's it's things aren't black and white there's there are good people out there. There's also bad people out there. And, you know, Dizzy's kind of naive. He trusts people really easily. Um, he wants to see the good in people and he makes a lot of mistakes because of that. And she kind of shows him what to look for. And, and then he shows her that there, there are good people out there. You know, you can, you can trust certain people. Not everyone, not everyone's trying to, to get at you. So, um, yeah, book, book three is wild, man. It's, it's cool. And, um, yeah, and then and then book four comes out at the end of this year. You know, oh we're always, damn! You got yeah. book three is not even out on Kickstarter. He's always talking to me about book Dude, four, bro. Gabriel's mind is ahead. Here's it's great. So here's what's weird. All all of um all eight books were finished in 2020. So we have eight levels coming. Yeah. Basically. So, Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, all eight books were finished. Um, in 2020 at the end of 2020 i believe and uh written not artwork so that's that's what takes a long time so right now i have artists working on 
book four and book five currently, and then we're about to start pre-production for book six. Wonderful. Wow, so, look at yeah. you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's crazy, John. This is, I'm digging it so much. So what about that creative team that you have working, you know, that did two, you know, three, working on four? I mean, it's same folks ever since level one. Do you have any new team members? How's that journey been with that? So the, the artwork for this series, the artwork changes uh, every book. And the reason is because Pineapple Pete, um, who's the overarching demon, he's this just trickster type character, like a Loki type character who's just constantly manipulating time and space. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's trapped all of these characters in a video game simulation. So, um, so they're playing out these adventures in this universe, but they don't know that they're, they're trapped in a video game simulation. So he, he has to change. How do I say this without giving away anything? He has to change the, he has to change the graphics and the environment for the game each, uh, okay. each level. So that's why the artwork changes. So level one, uh, level smart. one is definitely inspired by like Mobius. Uh, the artwork is inspired by like, uh, creators like Mobius and just this French indie fantasy kind of vibe. And that's what Dizzy Doom represents in my opinion. Just like he's, just like a lot of French or early American indie comics. Um, Commander Echo, uh, he represents like that 1960s, 1950s sci-fi horror genre. So we wanted an artist, uh, we wanted artists that could portray that with, you know, like kaiju battles and just these, these really cool colors that stand out that I don't want to say looks old because that might come off wrong, but just looks a little retro. In a, in a sense, just kind of has like more of like a 50s, 60s old school comic book oh, vibe. Love it. And then Dana Deathly for level three, uh, why I, I wanted Carrie Lingle to do it is she has a really cool anime Japanese artwork kind of style. And Dana Deathly represents that um, that Japanese storytelling, very mystical. We have a lot of we have a lot of scenes that are. Uh, that take place in like the spirit realm. And so there's, there's even like some Japanese uh, spirits Ooh. and stuff that, that you'll see in book three. Don't I tell mean, me you have that forest there where people be hanging themselves and shit. Oh my no, God. <laughs> no. So That's the creepy stuff, man, yeah. too. That I've seen, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, this is for kids too. This is kid friendly. Okay. So it's, okay. it's not, uh, no, no hanging, no hanging people for us. Okay, but. and, and it, it, that you know that's actually something cool. Since you mentioned that kid friendly, because you know YA is blowing up everywhere. I mean, you know, you even got adults reading the YA stuff now because it's more in tune with the classic stories. You yeah, know, and that vibe. So you did that intentionally to make it for everybody. You know, kind of making it more for kids, but obviously, you know, adults could enjoy it too. Yeah, absolutely. I think. So The Last Airbender is one of my favorites of all time. The Last Airbender, Samurai Jack. I love, uh, Samurai. I love Samurai Jack. Uh, that yeah. and Afro Samurai. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. I want to see them in a battle. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, let me see if I can. So I think I can share this. Uh -oh. I got something for you. If you like Samurai Jack. Oh, I love Samurai Jack, bro. Wow. So, this is not confirmed. I don't want to freak people out because I don't want I don't want the internet going crazy. <laughs> this is not confirmed, but um, 
we're eyeballing we're eyeballing Ethan Beavers, the artist for Samurai Jack for book six. And and he actually sent me this. So um Oh oh my god, what a tease. If so, that's not uh, a tease, bro. Yeah. So oh. that's um gorgeous. <laughs> that is so gorgeous. Look at look at that, yo. Samo and, and our boy Dizzy chilling, son. Yeah. So and, that, and did Dizzy go into your closet, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I got my Hawaiian shirts up. There here. you go, bro. Shit. Um, but yeah, so uh that that style of storytelling has just always been really cool. That um it's just so out there. Like Final Fantasy is like one of my favorite video game series of all time. And it it does what I want to do, what I hope I can do as a writer is give people these these worlds and show them things they've never seen before, but also make it familiar. You know, the, like uh, I, I have a lot of Easter eggs in these, in these stories. And because um, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, I, I, I made this because I am a fan of these things and I want to share my love for these things. And, and just, it's also a thank you. It's a love letter to these, these different worlds, these different stories that, made me who I am, gave me the worldview that I have um, and have allowed me to hopefully be a good person and, and put that back out into the world. And so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, each book is, is just a massive appreciation for pop culture, for these amazing stories. Yes. And, and what last airbender and Samurai Jack do is so incredible. They, they take you on these, these stories but so much of it is visual and um yes so that's what we're trying to do with with digital legends of doom and and so far so good i hope you know i i think it's i think it's a pretty wild world and pretty pretty crazy right so, so i want to know this right because you know you said it's going to be eight levels and i mean and we're going to go do you anticipate doing something else with you know this property outside of the books once they're all out or, or maybe during the project, what's the plans here with, for uh, a greater um, DLOD verse? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, we actually have uh, three DLOD spinoff books in production as well. Whoa. I'm already doing. So I wrote the rough stories for two of them. And then um, – and, and then one of them I worked on with my good friend, Trevor Barber, and we, we wrote it together. But all three take place inside the Digital Lizards of Doom universe, but they focus um, more on a single character, and they're not as as large. Um, okay. kind, of, kind of think of them as like, uh, like a Marvel solo movie rather than like okay. the Avengers movies, you know, like the team-up movies. So the main storyline is going to have all the characters, and they're all going to be interacting with each other. But we have a Dana Deathly books a book in the works. Um, mm. I just read the script for that recently. It was amazing. I didn't write it. It was written by uh, Isaac Wilbanks, who's an incredible writer, and um, his story is awesome, man. It's so cool, and I was tripping out reading that. It was so awesome. And then um, we have Alex Batts, who uh, wrote a, a Commander Echo and Spider Nose spinoff. So we have that coming out, and then. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just wild, dude. It's so, 
wild. What's up with the music? You, you, you still touring and all? What's popping there musically? So the books have been keeping me super busy. Um, so we're not we're not really touring right now. But funny you should mention that we just got asked to to play to open up for uh, Kyle Gass um, from Tenacious D. Oh, so we're, say we're, word! That's next week. We're opening up for them. Where, uh, where, 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 where? Folks, buy your tickets. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. It's in San Diego at the Soda Bar. So we're gonna oh. do something. we're gonna do something pretty special for that. And then that'll probably, you know, I'm not really planning any tours right now, other than book tours and conventions. Excellent. But we'll we'll pop some shows in there. And and yeah, we have right now. We just we released our orchestral album this past winter. I guess we're technically still in winter, but. Uh, So our orchestral albums on Spotify if, and and Apple Music. If you guys want to go check that out, um, it's just it's called Dizzy Doom and the Symphony of uh, from Outer Space. So Dizzy Doom and the Symphony. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name for a second. I was like, what is it? I, I remember it's something really long. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's right. pretty much it. But we got that's music. But I need to know then what conventions then you're going to do. Because you say you're going to possibly do some conventions. Is there anything planned thus far? Well. People who go see you and get those books autographed and buy them from your table. I mean, come on. Absolutely. So we'll be at San Diego Comic Fest on uh, end of April. Oh man, I don't know what dates. I think it's April 28th. And then okay. we'll be at WonderCon. Um, we're doing Austin, uh, Austin Comic Con. Um, hey. And I think we're doing New York as well. And then um, Cincinnati, uh, Comic Con Cincinnati That's as well. Cool. So that's what's in the books right now, but um, you gotta hit Florida too, bro. Come on, get some get some oh, yeah. uh, hot hot heat over here. Not that we're, you know, not your dry Florida. heat. We're in I'm Florida. in Orlando. You're in Orlando. Oh, is that? Do they have some some good conventions out there? Oh, the the uh, Florida MegaCon, which is, uh, is my fan expo and okay. great show. Uh, I did it first time last year. Awesome. Know, that was the only Comic Con I got to do <laughs> in Florida oh, yeah. last year. But yo, fire! Everybody was happy. Every independent creator I spoke to, because my first question off camera is, "Did you do okay?" Well, I'm yeah. just concerned about that. You, you know, it's a, it's a big expenditure for a lot of people. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, "Oh man, hand over fist! I made my money back the first day." I said, "Oh, wow. that's exactly what I want to hear." So awesome. I, I would say it was probably like 99.8% of them that gave me that positive response. That they that's did really up, well. Dude. That's oh, what's up. The people that's... are hungry for this. They want to visit people like you. They want to hang out. You know, get these books autographed, talk some shit in person. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. I uh, I love it. Uh, I love doing conventions. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It's so much fun. I got to sign. There was. I had my first line, dude, uh, at LA Comic Con last year at Christmas. Ooh, how was dude, that? It was, it was unbelievable. I got to meet. A lot of the lesser-known comics people in person, which was so cool. They're based—they're just my family now. Everyone there is so cool, and um, yeah, it was I—it was—it was a small line. It was like a line of like six people, but still, I was like, I was like, there's people lined up to get my autograph. This is the weirdest thing in the world, dude. So that was just, <laughs> that was so weird, but it was super cool. Um, Where more is coming, bro, because you know how this comic book community is, man, and, and it's, you keep kicking ass the way you're kicking ass. This is a wrap, bro. You know, it's not going to be six people next time. It's going to be 60 and then 600. <laughs> I will, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, as long as as long as people are liking it and and you know it's, it means something to them and they can identify with the characters and. And see some see some of themselves inside the characters. I just think that 
I mean, that's that's why I do this, and because uh, I see myself in the characters. You know, I I write these characters because even the bad guys, people are like, uh, you know, my friend asked me, he's like, uh, well, not Commander Echo or Pineapple Pete. You know, they're they're yeah. bad guys, and I was like, no, dude, I I see myself in them too. You know, and I you know the I got I got I got evil thoughts. We all have evil thoughts. You know, we we get we get hung up on revenge, and uh, we we allow ourselves to go down these dark paths and, and sometimes oh, yeah. we don't always make the decisions we wish we would have. And that's what being a hero is all about is like fighting that, you know, it's not, it's not being perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, yeah. that's one of these characters to show that nobody's perfect and it's never too late. It's never too late to, to turn your life around and, and just thank choose, you choose to make the right decision never I believe late. that I believe that so hard because it's like nowadays so many people get punished for things of the past when they were kids and now they're adults and oh you're the yeah. same person yeah stop that people yeah. can grow and change this yeah. is the fact you know but let's talk about an awesome the awesome little video you sent me right here so I want to play this so people will get a nice taste of okay. VLOD let's do it smokes what a tease <laughs> dramatic music the, the the artwork everything Jeez, definitely definitely when was this video yeah. produced this is fire that was i think that was 2020 i, okay. I want to say that was 2020 yeah that was uh right before book one came out or right before book one got picked up uh by a publisher um we were with a different publisher at the time Okay. And then uh, now we're with Lesser Known Comics, and I absolutely uh, nothing against the old publisher, but I couldn't couldn't be happier with Lesser Known Comics. They just that's really a beautiful care. thing. I see yeah. them taking care. I see them sharing. I see them commenting. I see them, you know, doing a lot uh, for for people on their team. So how did you even get to get hooked up with Lesser Known and made the decision that that's who you want to roll with for for this project? Yeah, so we started talking. Um, we started talking. Lesser Known Comics and I started talking before book one actually came out on the old, the right. original publisher, and uh, we were going to. They hit me up to do a cross promotional thing, and and then they they asked me some questions, and I I believe I was talking to Mark, and it, it was just such a cool experience. I mean, he was just so genuine and, and uh, I really believed in what he was doing. And then I said, Oh man, I, I really want to work with this guy. And then we were going to go and do a cross promotional thing, but uh, the publisher I was with couldn't really figure out how to, how to do that. And in, in a way that, that made sense at the time. Uh, so, and then when I left uh, the other publisher, I, I hit up Mark and I was going to start my own publishing company at the time. And 
uh, I was just talking to him and I said, Hey, you know, do you have any advice? Like, what would you do in this situation? And he really just guided me and coached me through a couple things, like his experiences thus far in the industry. And okay. we just, we related a lot to each other on, a, on multiple levels. And so eventually, as I realized what the workload was going to look like starting my own publishing company, I said, Hey man, do do you have any interest in publishing digital lizards of doom? And he goes, yes, come here. (laughs) go." And so we just started planning it out, how it was going to work. And then he was just waiting for you to ask. (laughs) He was just waiting. Oh my God. Here's the advice kid. A good look. I hope you can do it, but I want this. I want it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was wild. It was so cool. And, and we just combined resources. So I brought everyone I was working with over to Lesser Known, and then he brought all of his resources to me. And it's just been, it's been amazing, man. And um, yeah, I can't wait. He's just super supportive. And every, everyone on the team is incredibly supportive. It's it's so awesome. Yeah, so. I mean, look at that website. Holy smokes, bro. <laughs> Folks, I mean, do that. No, it won't let me do that. How nice. Let me change that. Change that. There we go. Look at that. Damn, bro. Oh, oh, man. What happened to the hair today, bro? Oh, it's uh, a bad hair. Bad, uh, a bad hair day, bro? Yeah. <laughs> it's just I took a shower earlier, so, you know, yeah, that's like next- post-shower. Post it's there. It's just doing it. <laughs> but look at this. This is the rest of the family here. Then we got one, level one. We got level two right there. 25 bucks, you know, and how big are these books? Because people are going to see this price point, but they don't understand. This is not a small little comic book, folks. No, they're uh, they're close to 200 pages. Oh, um, snap. Yeah, they're, they're big books. Uh, I have them actually right here. So you can kind of see they're... Oh, dope. Look at that. Hell yeah. yeah they're hefty books. Um, Oof, look how so fat. That's like, Hell yeah. They're, they're, a little, they're a little fatties, man. So... Now I ain't roll with fatties. <laughs> Let's check this out. This is a cool spread. This is from uh, level two. Oh, that's fire. Oh, and that's that Kaiju, right? right yep. That's part of the Kaiju battle. And this oh, is when uh, Dizzy's going up against Chris Coolian. Ooh. And then he eats he eats his he eats this atomic pineapple and grows into like a massive super dizzy. Super dizzy, love it. Mega dizzy. <laughs> Mega dizzy. Mega dizzy. And he has uh he has atomic pineapple breath, of course. You know, like Godzilla has his uh his atomic breath. So that means that when you die, at least you smell nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna see. get burned, but you're gonna smell like fruit, don't worry. <laughs> Let's see, this is one of my favorite pages. Dizzy using atomic pineapple breath. Oh damn, but look at the power of the breath. Holy smokes. Yeah, it encompasses the whole. He's not yeah, even a direct shot. It's like I'm covering your whole body with this. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It's wild. I am digging it, digging it, digging it. So you I want to ask you, since you're a kaiju fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the announcement of, of uh, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong Part Two? No. Way. Yeah, I, I I saw this yesterday. I'm like, in Part One, we had a, a definitive winner. Come on now, what are they trying to pull here? <laughs> yes. Yes. Dang. Maybe that's where Khan will die. Because, you know, normally Khan died. That's why at first I didn't want to see the first one. I was like, damn, you're going to kill Khan. I love, yeah. I'm a really guy, but I hate seeing Khan die all the time. Yeah, man. I mean, 
I'm a Godzilla fan. I love King Kong. He he's yeah. cool, but yeah, I mean Godzilla, he's gonna win that one. It, definitive winner in part one. He could have smoked his head off. Uh, yeah, because Godzilla is a good lizard. <laughs> yeah, but he and he and then they team up, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah I love it. If you haven't seen the original, but the Godzilla movies are the, the, the recent ones are the only ones I've seen in a movie theater, and not a regular movie theater, a drive-in theater. Oh wow! So what a great experience, bro! I was just there. Everybody making noise and shit. I'm just there with my drink, just hooked. I'm like, whoa, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, they're great, man. They're super great. I um, speaking of movies, did you see Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yes, which I loved, and I, I hate movies. how people say, "Oh, it's just so long." Shut <laughs> up! It's a good movie. You don't even listen when it's good storytelling. Time yeah. flies. Yep. You'd be yeah. like. It was three hours. Damn, I didn't feel it because you're so engaged in it. Yeah, it was. I that movie is one of my favorite movies, uh, superhero movies ever. And speaking of Zack Snyder's Justice League, there is actually a Justice League tie-in for Digital Legends of Doom Level Three. No, how and what so I mean, what I mean by that is uh, Ray Porter, who plays Darkseid. Yeah. He's actually doing the forward. He's doing the intro for D-Lod Book 3. No way. So he's, yeah. a, he's a DLOD fan, son? He's a fan, yeah. So Awesome. Uh, I reached out to him, and I asked him if he would be interested in doing the intro for the book. He graciously accepted. So if you purchase D-Lod Level 3, you get to read Ray Porter's, in his own words, uh, the intro. He does the introduction for D-Lod Book 3. It's amazing. That is so cool, yeah. bro. Yeah. I mean, any uh, any other future awesome guest appearances in, in, in the world of DLOD that, that you could tease us with? Damn, Ray Porter, who else, bro? Um, So for book four, um, we have some Dungeons & Dragons royalty. Um, oh. For book four. Really? And um, I... He's, it's, he's confirmed, but um, it's a big one. Uh, but okay. I, I I can't say who it is yet. But don't worry. Uh, Just send me that press release when you can, so I can share yeah. it with the world, so people yeah, can I buy it immediately. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm really excited. But we, him and I, have been talking back and forth, and he's busy. He's busy right now with a couple conventions, and then when he wraps up, uh, him and I are gonna sit down and and then uh, I'll get I'll get the intro from him. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait. You're killing it, Gabe. I mean, you really are. You and the team. I mean, wonderful books, you know, and you keep teasing me again. You know, it's eight books. Um, So <laughs> what's your schedule when you drop these books? So, you know, when sh- when will the last one be released? By when? What's what's the schedule looking like in, in your mind? The last one will be released, I'm hoping, um, 2023. Okay. And there's a slight chance that we might break it up into two parts because – you know, it was always going to be eight books, but so many things happen in book eight. I mean, it is it is massive. It is like the grand finale. It is, you know, I'm reading this thing, and it's about twice as long as any of the other books. So there's a depending on printing costs and all that stuff, we might we might break it up into two parts. Um, but we'll see. You know, that's a future problem. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait and see what. What happens before that? I'm digging it. I'm digging the idea. It sounds familiar to what Walking Dead is doing with their season finale. So, you know, they're breaking it down part one of three before the end. Yeah. Now we're up to part two before the end. 
So yeah. It'll be great. I mean, yo, listen, this is the grand finale, part one of two. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's called uh, it's called final final boss. So if if we if we do that, so it's level one through seven, and then book eight is called final boss. So if we if we do end up breaking it up, we're gonna call it mini boss and final boss. So. But it depends, you know, if we can fit everything in one book and it makes sense and we don't have to do a lot of edits, um, then great. Then it'll be one book. But if we do have to, um, yeah, you know, I don't, there's a lot of stuff that happens. In the book. So, <laughs> so, I know you're building it. You said you've been building it. You, you, yeah. written. They're, they're ready to go. So, yeah. I, and again, so you keep building upon it, even though they're ready to go. There, yeah. That's what I just caught here. It's like, damn, it's not really done yet. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause like, so. So the, for example, the last line of book eight, which I'm not going to say what it, what the last line is, but the last line of book eight was written, I think in 2017. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. And I started. You had the finality in your head from the beginning. Yeah. I, I had the characters first. I built all the characters first and gave them, you know, who they are and figured out what decisions they would make then i started on book eight where this whole thing was going to wrap up uh kind of like how a lot of people write mystery novels you know you you end with you end with the the villain being exposed or caught or not caught depending on what the story is and then you work your way backwards and you lead you leave all these clues so i can't i can't wait for book eight for a lot of reasons but there are clues there are clues from book one all the way up to book eight with how the story is going to end and it it's that there and then when people see that when they see the ending for book eight and you you'll be able to trace back from book one all these tiny little hints at things that so, are directly and you did that with intent those easter eggs with intent all, all over right Nice. Yeah, it would have been pretty difficult to do it on accident because there's they're very very specific. Like okay. there's there's sentences and words, and uh, that directly affect the outcome of book eight. Uh, there's there's a lot of hints at future wars that are coming uh, with certain characters, and uh, yeah, it's I, it's been it's been a mission, bro. It's a missing. I mean, I could tell you're frazzled, bro. But you know what? No worries, bro. Because when when people start seeing this and they could pick up the next book, dropping next week. I mean, for them to start putting their money and throwing their wallets at, I can't wait because you know, again, this is why I love independent creators like yourself, man. Okay, you have a whole solid plan, people. This is someone you could actually kickstart with a hundred percent faith that you're gonna get your product in no time. Because the homie got got stuff done. Already got the teams thinking we're heading to the future. This is the type of uh creator that i love to support that i love to put money behind you know so you know thank you for doing that thank you for being creative and in the space and you know and being such a forward thinker as well you you, know having things ready for us as a fan and being able to make sure that you could take our money (laughs) thank you so much man no for real but folks you know really important i want you guys to visit lesson on comics this is where you could pick up the previous two levels right now and of course then you call the peruse the rest of the incredible family of the lesson on comics but, you know, very important right here. You need to stay up to date, all right? So, because you don't have the, the 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 pre-launch link yet, correct? We we have the pre-launch link, yes. We have. Uh, we do uh, have the pre-launch link, yeah. Okay, uh, 
you could say uh, hello right here, and I could I could display that now. You see where I put hello in the private chat on the side? <laughs> Send me that link there because we need, people need to jump on the pre-launch, all right? Now, what type of uh, tiers we're talking here? Levels, I mean, uh, is there going to be any cool swag that people are going to be able to get? Okay, yeah, you can yeah, see this one. We're doing a lot of stuff with um, we're doing a lot of stuff with comic books for kids right now, um, and so uh, we actually have a tier where if you buy one, uh, if you uh, you buy a book, you can donate a book, uh, and Ooh. it goes it goes directly to comic books for kids, and uh, comic books for kids actually just recently um, just announced that here I'm get, grabbing this link. Here is here is the pre-launch link. Boom! It's in the chat. Boom! There it is. And there it goes. Um, so, uh, comic books for kids actually just announced that they just they just expanded to the UK. So they're in. They donate to over 200 children's hospitals and cancer research centers in the U.S. Oh God. And then they, they just uh, they just expanded to the UK as well, so they're going to be doing the same thing over there. Well, I wrote that down because we're always looking for charity support because I want to do my Crusader virtual con this year. I'd love to have you as a guest, but this is something that sounds wonderful right up our alley to support for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and I think you know we ha- we know so many publishers that we could possibly even get nice donations for these kids that have material to read for all that these. Was so cool, man. Oh, thank was- you. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I hadn't heard of them before. Thank you. Yeah, please, please. Hit him up. Uh, Mark Weiss is the president. He's a wonderful friend. We've become pretty close over the past couple oh, months. And uh, wonderful. Yeah. He's a great dude. Really good dude. See folks, how could you not support somebody like this? They even gives back to the community, to children. Come on, yo. There's a man that really is trying to make change in comics, a very positive change, a fun change. Because, again, this, these books are total escapism, too. So, yeah. it's like, you know, you're reading something, you're out of this world, literally. Love it. Yeah. You're, you know? And you're, you're a part of the adventure as well. I mean, you, you really uh, – you're going along with these characters. You're, you're having this sense of adventure – you're on the ship with Dizzy. You're you're on the you're in the the planet of weeping weeping dust. Which, by the way, uh, I can't wait for people to see the planet. It's a it's a giant donut with a coffee cup through the middle, and that's that's the uh, that's the planet of weeping dust. And okay, it, I hope no cops go there because there would be no planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. space for us. Look, a giant donut. We need it. All right, that's funny though. But I love yeah. it. Folks, you got the pre-launch right here. Okay, Disney Doom Media, Digital is the Doom Level 3. Dana Thetley, folks. Sign up now. Get notified. And please follow Gabe on right there on YouTube at Disney Doom Media. Instagram, uh, Digital is the Doom. His personal is of Synth, O-F-S-Y-N-T-H. And also follow the amazing publisher, Lesser Known Comics. And now on Twitter, it's D-L-O-D World, also of Synth. And, of course, it's Lesser K Comics on Twitter, you know, follow, support, show love for independent creators, independent comic books, and the awesomeness of Gabriel Valentin of DLOD. Wepa! Brother, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You know, I'm talking about the greatness of, of DLOD, the level two, the level three, all the way up to level eight. I can't wait. And you know what? Come back each time you drop, brother. I got you. I'm loving it. I need to know more and more. So this is amazing. And also, thank you for what you're doing there with that uh, charity. That's amazing. Comic books for kids. Folks, check it out. Awesome. So you put some some support behind this project. Do that donate. Bring yeah. a smile 
so it's, it's it. life. All right. So I'm trying again, to get them. I'm trying to get them a thousand books. That's my goal. I want to get them a thousand books so every kid has a book. Let's make and, it happen, team. Yeah. So uh, and we we donate we donate a lot of money. Like for my birthday, I did a donation for them where like oh. all the a hundred percent of the proceeds went to comic books for kids. So um, yeah. So we're we're always trying to come up with new things. We we have a we have a coloring book that I'm going to be working on with them, Ooh. and uh, there's going to be some Delight stuff in there, some Frank Frazetta stuff in there. Ooh. It's going to be pretty wild. And a hundred percent of those profits, a hundred percent, I'm not making any money off this. A hundred percent of those profits are going to go straight back to comic books for kids. So it's really cool stuff. Really, really that's cool. amazing. Man with a gray heart. This is the type of creator to get behind, folks. Honest to God. You yeah. always want to have the crusader support because you are a crusader for real. <laughs> so with that, folks, thank you for tuning in. Show the love to the folks. I'm going to show it one last time. The pre-launch. Don't miss out. Get her done. Goes live next week, all right? And do the one where you donate a book. Come on. You know, you people, you spend, you, you don't need to have coffee one day or something, you know? It's all right. <laughs> show some love to a kid that needs it. Really lesser known comics, an amazing independent publisher out now. And of course, follow Gabe and DLOD everywhere on the socials, YT, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. With that, I'm Omega. Thank you again, Mr. Valentin. I appreciate you, your time. Appreciate and my people, you. you know what to do. Outro says it all. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 